were driving down the road, you probably got into the speed limit. The dog ran out uh-huh. into your path. Yeah. It's the owner's the problem. problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not your problem. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but still, but animal <laughs> suffering, I just can't deal but with that. But that's not a great way, but not the best way, but a good <laughs> way to segue into the overclock. Uh, this is episode 63 of the Overclock Podcast. A driverless car wouldn't hit that dog. Oh, it might, might what? actually. I don't know. If a driverless car... Would no, it have picked it or up or in time? Or not driverless, I mean, I mean self-driving car. Yeah. The self-driving car would have to choose between ramming into the children on the sidewalk and then hitting the dog. Oh, it might my the dog. goodness. Okay. You are trying to trigger me. <laughs> no, okay. Sorry, I, sorry, have, sorry. I have feelings I have about the, e- the ethics that we expect of computers no, that we make. No, but there's, there's a satirical um, take on this with a Mercedes... Mercedes owner driving along in his self-driving Mercedes and um, when the baby carriage kind of rolls into the road the car has to decide whether to protect the, the future Mercedes customer or the baby <laughs> carriage <laughs> so, let me protect this future customer instead <laughs> I feel you I'm joined as always I'm Lindsay okay. Shooters sharpshooters mm. on the internet or on social media that opinion guy on the internet I'm joined as always by Gavin Dudley editor of Tech Magazine the largest consumer technology publication on shelves. Gavin, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. We feel like a lot less stressed today than we usually do. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, because you're off deadline. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> goodness. And we don't have a freaking conference going on at the same time. And The QE2 is in is in Cape Town, no? Really? Yes. I might go check it out with oh, my kids. okay. Because they're doing, my daughter's doing like diary entries at school, so yeah. like genre writing. And That's cool. one of the diaries that they used as an example was a Titanic um, oh. survivor okay and so she's obsessed with like cruise ships now Ooh, so okay. like but also the princess grace or whatever is uh, permanently moored at the waterfront as a hotel and oh okay and, and, no but and the qe2 the legendary queen yes, no, no, my II. parents have been on it do you have rich parents yeah no no no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you some other time how they get to go on it multiple times Devin, we yeah. have a new Escom CEO and pragmatic is your favorite word. <laughs> yeah, let's unpack Man, that. It's just so funny. The wife hates it when I listen to talk radio because she just <laughs> can't bear like the, the base common denominator for intelligence of people who have to talk on the radio and have to call in and share their insights. <laughs> but um, one guy came on and he just he used the word pragmatic and it just stuck with me and I just thought of all South Africa's problems if we could apply the word pragmatic yeah. to all of them. So many of them would just become clear and this was the point with the CEO oh he's not an engineer oh he's not this oh he's not that but you just think about it pragmatically this is someone who's taken like a pay cut from 50 mil a year down to like 8 so mil a year so he comes from NAMPAC eh? yeah, yeah yeah. and he sorted NAMPAC out quite well. yeah right? but also he's worked at Sassol and other yeah. things you know and just like pragmatic it's like oh he's, he's not black I'm like oh jeez I mean I understand where you're coming from but just add pragmatic to the equation and then Somehow this guy makes sense, you know. Talking um, about pragmatic, mm. uh, dude, you were at AfricaCon. Sorry, <coughs> AfricaCon <laughs> <laughs> last week. It actually was a bit of a con. The quality of the presentation. So you were not talking good. about fourth in- the forthcoming fourth, oh, industrial, fourth revolution. industrial revolution. There was a um, lot of focus, not just on the fourth industrial revolution, but also on preparing the workforce for that. How to upskill the workforce and how to reskill the workforce. And frankly, they just kept saying, we must reskill the workforce. No yes. one had a freaking yeah. clue how they were going to do because it. Because we are currently within the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and no one has a clue. Yeah, no one has a clue. Everyone's disrupting. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the, 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 the flip side of that is where the big established brands kind of want to flip the table on the market disruptors. Uh. So you have a company like 
Ford who released the Mustang Ooh, Mach-E electric yes. vehicle yeah. um, as their bid to kind of catch Tesla out because yeah. Tesla's launching the Model Y next year which, which is, is their like compact it's its fifth model so far yeah I think, it's yeah. Their, their compact SUV yeah. there's a meme about um, Elon Musk trying yeah. to write the word sexy so he's had the Model S, he's mo- had the Model uh, 3, he's had the Model, model X, X, and now yeah. he has the Model Y. Ah, okay, <laughs> fine, fine. But that's the same as he had um, Big Falcon Rocket, Big F. Yes. Yeah, Big FR, and thought the F might stand for something other yes, than Falcon. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um, yeah, so I, I, I like the car. But it's I mean, it's we, using we, the Mustang I mean, brand to, to push its, its yeah, EVs because I mean, it needed that cash. I'm, I'm not much of a car guy, but this thing even caught my attention just because everybody knows what a Mustang is, what a Mustang means. You know, there was a time when Mustang was just an ordinary kind of consumer car. Lots of people had them. It would be like having a Golf or something like that. But then they, they kind of, they beefed it up. It became more powerful. It became more this, more that. And so the Mustang has a long legacy that a lot of people recognize as something cool. And... Um, I'm hoping that they're going to keep the classic body shape to go with. I mean, you've it's seen a, it. Has so. the, the teardrop shape, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the most aerodynamic so right now. It's a compact SUV. It's the first um, Mustang SUV. Oh, it's uh, an it's, SUV. It's an oh, SUV. I didn't realize that. There, I was imagining a sedan, kind of like a, a classic <laughs> '60s sedan. But I'm, I think I've, I've got a bit sort of sidetracked because there is a company in the UK who is reproducing the classic Mustang, yes. that sort of Steve McQueen-style Mustang, all electric. Of course, it costs like six hundred thousand euros or something. Yeah. Oh no, um, no, no! This, this, and that, this, that's this a is classic Mustang this, done in this Europe. This is a compact SUV. Yeah, I'm I showing. Say that doesn't have any of the Mustang hallmarks. It does. It has, the, it has no, the three-bar no. headlamps. It has the three-bar um, okay. rear lights. It, it has all the styling cues. It has well, like the, the shortened off. I guess the point is, nose. it's a recognized brand. Ford's going all in on this. They're going to market in a really short timeline. That this will be available next year. It'll be a yeah. serious addition to the electric car market, and it'll come in lots of variants, which is what interests me. Yeah. So me. you have the GT <coughs> variant, which will come later, which has the high-powered um, twin electric motors, mm. one on each axle, all-wheel drive. Uh, it's launching with a base model. Uh, I forget what it is called, but yeah. the launch price is like around the $40,000 mark, which is bang on against like mid-range Tesla Model 3. So the interesting thing is Ford's been developing the electric yeah, don't um, get carried away on car, this car platform thing. It's not a car for four show. years. Then Tesla launched the Model 3, and then within two years, they managed to bring this product to market, which is amazing, and it hits all the beats. It has the range, it has the power output, it has the looks, it has the brand cachet, I think it will work well, and they're bringing in all the smart stuff, so they're loading up all the sensors and stuff, then you can just buy access to, like the mm. autonomous driving, or that sort of thing. There are sensors that monitor the driver, all coming into playing with Ford's new Sync 4 system, which is okay. fully HTML5. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to do well. How much does a Tesla Model 3 cost uh, a in mid- the US? Uh, it starts at 32 grand. Mm, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the so Tesla Model 3 is still substantially cheaper than this model, but this model wasn't aiming to be the cheapest, obviously. Yeah, yeah so the, the, mm. the, the target price right now for like a mass production car, mm. electric car, is 26 grand. That's where most people think. Oh, where they think things go truly mass market. Yeah, so, so. BM, uh, Volkswagen is targeting that with the ID which mm. is currently running with production lines in China mm. for early next year launch in Europe. Um, interestingly, okay. we, we are, we, we're droning on about a car that most people are not interested yeah, in. Yeah, interestingly, um, electric market, electric car market, just one small point. Uh, a lot of guys are manufacturing in China now, so Tesla has a manufacturing mm-hmm. facility mm-hmm. in China and Volkswagen have a manufacturing mm-hmm. facility in China. China's EV market is actually 
uh, on a downturn big. now. Oh, really? Yeah, I it's slowing it was, and it's very big. In, mm. in decline uh -huh. uh, because it was oversaturation in the market and just with crap products. Okay, okay. So people have been turned That's off. That's true, they've been Chinese and electric the cars. The government is mm. cutting its uh, subsidies, subsidies quite hectically. That strikes me as odd. Why would they do that? Anyway, uh, okay. I don't know. So Ford is actually producing in Mexico because mm. that was the cheapest um, mm -hmm. production facility that they could retool mm -hmm. to build the EVs because that's like the biggest cost is retooling your production facility. Okay. But yeah, that's an interesting point okay. that's being built on mainland US. One last point. Um, in America, certain of the states give you big subsidies if you buy an electric car. That can be up to $10,000 in some of those states, which means that your $40,000 dollar uh, Mustang could actually cost $30,000. Yes. And this is the biggest problem with South Africa is that there's no subsidy. And that, that's what makes electric cars so spectacularly yeah, expensive in South Africa. Crazy, that's why. Yeah, it makes it unbelievable. Elon actually frankly. said he's never bringing Tesla here because until until they change that, that um, we'll see, we'll see. Kevin, last week we touched briefly on Telcom and Cell C. I saw this morning that Cell C's actually signed a 4G roaming agreement with MTN now. Yeah, uh, which which flies in the face of being acquired by Telcom because obviously it would be much better for Cell C to roam with Telcom. Although I suppose Telcom doesn't have yeah I as think, extensive a I network. Think, uh, the deal is now that Chelsea is kind of or splitting up their portfolio mm -hmm. so their 4G roaming is now being done on MTN so that they can have yes. like 95% coverage without uh -huh. having the infrastructure costs right. um, so they're saving money on that and then they're rolling out the um, fiber and like business solutions that will probably be sold to yeah telecom. but that's a tiny it barely matters but i mean it looks like telecom still seriously in the game to buy sell seed was just unfortunate that sell seed decided to sign a new it wasn't actually a new agreement it was just an extension on an existing yeah. agreement with mtn so i mean that's a small blip in the scheme of things so Gavin, but i just want to just one more news thing mm. so disney plus launch not coming mm. to south africa until 2021 mm -hmm. because of existing mm. agreements um, licensing agreements mm. with Netflix and multi-choice mm. um, in this country. Uh, a lot of other countries also around the world also being delayed by varying times because mm -hmm. of those agreements. Um, funnily enough, <laughs> mm. in smart TVs are becoming dumb TVs now because yeah. like the Chromecast isn't the right version to work with the app. <sighs> so, so there's two things about this. One thing, as I said, mm. everyone should just buy a normal TV and then and add smarts with a, with, a, mm. with a streaming box or streaming mm. stick or whatever you want to do. Um, and then the other part of the That's equation technical, is... technical, you see. It's a whole extra yeah. piece of tech that people have to manage and, and this understand. is where Netflix just has the lead on everybody else, where mm. they've worked out their tech. Like You mean the app runs on everything? Yeah, the app mm. runs on everything. Um, they they like backwards compatible yeah, with like true, a lot of stuff. True, true. And they started as the couple of guys in Silicon Valley as a tech company first and then a content company whereas yeah. everybody's playing the content game now that's, that's mm. just my take on it so don't okay. buy smart TVs no, but that, no, no, I, I don't think we're quite there but that's actually a subject of a much bigger conversation how to make a dumb TV smart is actually a much more complex conversation actually um, you've probably heard by now that Telcom is no longer offering people traditional telephone lines to their homes. They're now yes. forcing everybody to go into a wireless system. I know Lindsay's been one of those people. Yes, I'm still waiting for the okay. technicians to call but, me to come and install my LTE. Someone called in on the radio and posed an interesting problem, which is some houses have multiple handsets, yes. you know, for different parts. You're upstairs, downstairs, you've got one next to your bed, you've got one in the kitchen or yeah. whatever, you've got extra handsets. Now, <clears throat> apparently Telcom doesn't offer you multiple accounts 
on your one LTE router. Yeah. So you actually have to get an entirely second number in line and SIM if you want two phones in your house, which obviously defeats the object. Uh, and which strikes me as ridiculous because they could have, um, <clears throat> what's the system that cordless phones used internally in homes? It was like a 2.4 yeah. gigahertz system. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Um, I don't understand why they can't just have more handsets attached to the same hub. I think it's because it's... I don't know. Those phones must link to that hub by 2.4 gigahertz wireless. So, so here's my solution oh. that I think will work probably and what they'll push is oh. voice over LTE. Yeah, so but how, does, how do you end up with multiple handsets? How do you end up with one phone next to your bed and one phone in the kitchen? Like, you, you know, a regular house. buy an LTE handset that will link to your your LTE your Wi-Fi and you can phone over that but getting the same number to that I think they'll probably yeah, be a little that's work the problem because there is yeah. no number for LTE hand, voice of LTE yeah, yeah mm. I, it's tied to a number and I think I don't, I don't think it's mm. as big a, uh, an issue problem. As, as we think well I mean this this reader had reader listener uh, uh, radio listener had called in to go Telcom had told her that if she wants to have a second handset she has to get a second SIM and a whole second I number. think that was more like the person on the phone in the call center who okay, didn't have mis that like misleading yeah. her okay well it's just interesting if you've been moved to that system you might need to check into that multiple handset issue that's all talking about multiple handsets Gavin mm. my daughter as you know she has an Android tablet mm. she's now reached an age where we can't use the Samsung kids mode for anymore because mm. it's like two kid mm. and she's becoming more sophisticated mm. in her gadget usage and we want to liberate her from mm -hmm. all of this. I okay. spoke about it briefly okay. last week. So we're using the Google Family Link mm. um, app which allows me to control, to connect a companion app on her device and link it to my Google account and I can control pretty much everything. Which came down to Sunday morning. <laughs> mm. She was up at like my kids wake up early but mm -hmm. this was like ridiculous mm -hmm. like 5 30 her tablet was still in her room mm -hmm. i heard her go to the bathroom and then mm -hmm. i knew you're gonna switch your tablet on your tablet yeah, on and okay. you're gonna try and like watch youtube or something okay and then i just went onto the family link app okay and i locked the device remotely really, hey? okay <laughs> and then she came storming into the room uh -huh. and he handed me the thing uh, and she's like it doesn't work yeah take it okay so when you lock the device what happens that you can't you can't wake the device at all or uh, you can you can work, you can or? power it up and you get greeted with like this purple screen oh. to say that someone or like your parent has uh -huh. okay well, it, it says like a cute message like take time to take a break <laughs> <laughs> and then like in small print it's like your parent has locked this device <laughs> small <laughs> Take tablet, <laughs> fling against wall. <laughs> okay. Um, 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 okay. So tell us two other things this app can do. Can uh, you can you uh, load time into the system? Time that runs out, or is it really yes. just an on-off? So so you can set like a, a daily limit. You can set In a, time. Yeah. You can set a bedtime. Okay. Okay. So between I set hers from nine until seven thirty. Seven right. Yeah, okay. Like right. Good. Good. All days. Right. Um. So then you can't access the device okay between that and then right. you can set time limits per day okay so she's so like on credits. two and a half hours right credits yeah okay. like per day on ah. the weekend and like one hour on the so weekday. you can do both of those yeah you Ex can do both of those you can monitor which apps are on there now how the, they've been using the apps but these are only other android powered devices yes mm. yes okay yeah so tricky because of course if they had a pc you'd have a different problem and yeah so so, so oh. i found in the windows thing you can download the Windows skin. Oh, the name just went out okay, of my head now. Okay, okay, okay. So there's okay. like a there's a Microsoft launcher. Right. Microsoft okay. launcher. 
onto an Android device, that will grant you the same powers from... But like in Windows, it's hidden in like the settings. Okay. So there's parental controls things that you can then mm. set with it. So it was originally... You mean, so so this app that you're talking about yeah. gives you control of the Windows devices on your Android device? Yes. Oh, I see. Right. No, no. You'll still have to control from a Windows device. Right. But the launcher, if you download it onto an Android device, mm. it then turns it into kind of like a Microsoft family what Microsoft call it a family something family network okay okay yeah, so if that account is in your family network you yes. then have control over the target device so it was originally devised hmm. for parents to have control over their kids Xbox. Windows network. Oh, yeah. okay right okay and then they expanded it to Windows devices Windows like all Microsoft uh -huh. devices okay so a Windows laptop you can do it the same way so if your kid has a Windows laptop yes you can go into I forget now, I need to get back in front of my PC okay, uh -huh. <laughs> to see exactly where it is. But in the settings, there is some parental control thing. Okay. And then, or the family network, yes. You go to family network, okay. and then you can click on whatever person, okay. and then you can have certain controls, controls. Over, okay, yeah, okay. over that person's connected right. devices. But the, the part where these all fall down is, for you to have control over the Chrome browser or the YouTube app um, via Google Family mm. Link, the the person must be signed into the oh, uh, account. The account. Yeah. So if they're not signed in, they can use it anonymously yes. and it will yes. work. Yes. yes, okay. Yes. So it actually targets the individual yeah. rather than it, the app. It, yes. it targets, okay. targets the account. So okay. then there's like all sorts of ways around it. Obviously, sure. Apple has this baked in from the beginning. Okay, well, tell us the Apple version. Apple, if you buy a new device, you can, for your kid, you can decide to, to uh, set it up as a as a family device or as a kid's device. Right. And then that will link to your Apple ID. Like I had to create right, yes. an Apple ID for my for daughter. Your daughter. So You're under your underage. Yeah, daughter, I think yeah. it's under. I think the age limit is thirteen. Yeah, okay. But mm -hmm. you also need a credit card to set up a proper Apple ID. I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then you set that person in your family network as a child, and then you have full control over of that their device. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Would that so? So any device she uses with that account, if yeah. she had a MacBook using that account, yes. same applies. Yes. If she has a tablet using yes. that account, same applies. Yes. Phone, same applies. Yes. Okay. Yes. As long as they're logged in. In that account. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then you can monitor app usage. Um, you can set, obviously, in Safari, mm. you can set which websites they allow to visit, okay. or you can set age restrictions on various things. Right. Yeah. So okay. anything that runs through your Apple ID, you can control. Can you do the same, giving them time credits they yes. can use two yes. and a half yes. hours yes. a day, you can do that. and you can set switch on and switch off yes. times? Okay. Yes. Right. So okay. So so to recap, uh, the Android app is called what to control Android devices? Google Family Link. Google Family Link. You can control all the Android devices in your home. Yeah. You can set time credits for them to use up, and you can send switch on and switch yeah. off times. You can probably control apps as well, but only if they are logged in under yeah. as themselves on that device. Yeah. So the nice okay. thing is, on, on Android devices, you can have multiple profiles. Yeah. So like two people can use the same tablet. Same device, and, and one will get locked up, but not the yeah. other. Yeah. Okay, so right. you're controlling the profile right. and not like okay. the actual device. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the Android version. There's a Windows version, which is a little more clunky. Yeah, so in Windows, Microsoft settings, family, family Network. Yeah. yeah. You can control all the Windows devices yes. in your house. You think there might be a way to also control the Google devices yes. from Windows. So an Android, like an if your kid has an Android phone or something, you can download the Microsoft launcher, right, and then have that sort of control over right. the Android from your, environment. From a Windows device, you can control your Android yes. devices. And then the last one is Apple, where yeah. you can. So Apple assumes that one person, one Apple device. Yeah. <laughs> 
So there's okay. no like sharing profiles on iPad. Right. So if your kid has an iPad, you bought it for that kid and right. you can set it up as your kid's right. so, thing and so, tie that Apple ID to So yours. You're the miners in your house, their accounts can be added into the family group yes. as miners yes. and that will automatically give you control yes. over their devices. Right. Okay. And their purchases and their app right. usage and all those things. Yeah. Okay, so that's a little snapshot. Obviously it's a little more sophisticated than that. Um, these are using native apps that are freely available. There are uh, yes, we're all good, thank you. Um, there are other apps like for example a bit defender which is known yeah. as an antivirus but actually it's turned into a much bigger deal than that that will also control all the devices in your home it will also do security it will also do financial transaction checking all those kind of things and there you buy one license and roll it out to all the devices in your house does the same thing and more convenient because it's a single thing there are other products from Kaspersky, for example, does the same thing, and from Symantec does the same thing. We quite like the Bitdefender one. It's by far the leading one in the world. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, um, uh, just a quick one on Fitbit. Can I talk okay. about Fitbit? Okay, very quickly. Very quickly. quickly. Um, Fitbit and Garmin. So Fitbit owned the market. Fitbit was the generic activity tracker. They pioneered yeah. the market. They were it. Um, and everyone referred to all trackers as a Fitbit, you know, back in the day. And somehow they are now fallen to a place where they were snapped up for next to nothing by Google. Yes, two um, billion dollars. It's next to nothing for a company <laughs> that pioneered an entire product category, yeah. you know. Um, and then I read a thing about how Garmin had succeeded. Garmin just started off as GPS for cars and GPS yeah. for boats and things and then like that. And they're like, hey, runners need GPS. Yeah, runners need <laughs> GPS. And then it was like, man, maybe not all runners need GPS, but they need these other things yeah. to track their sex. Cyclists blah, blah, blah. need GPS. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Garmin... Uh, then created a hugely diverse range of products. I'm sure... It's still very confusing. Yes, it is, yeah. unfortunately, because the names there's are all the same. The Vivo and there's Vivo, and then there's Vivo... And then there's Forerunner. And then there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugely confusing. However, what ended up happening was there was a product for almost every kind of niche user. You're a kayaker? Hmm, there's one for you. Yeah. You're a sea kayaker, but not a freshwater yeah. kayaker. Well, here's a different one for you. You, you. you're a runner, but you don't run distance yes. races. Yes, And yes. you're a triathlete, and here's yeah. a different thing yeah. for you. You, you're an activity person, but you only hike in mountains. Yeah. Here's a different product for you. You, you, you want to run and listen to music? Yes. But you don't want to connect a, a service to it? Yes. Yeah. Here's one for you. Yes. You and there's one that you can connect Spotify You to. go to gym, but you don't run? Okay, here's one for you. So they ended up probably, right now, I would guess, something like 30 to 35 different kinds of activity tracker pro product, including running watches, yeah. golfing watches, all the way down to and people who just around the your point is that that was the smart play. Well, I... I hate when people fragment a market like that and create all, all these little niche products. But essentially, I think Garmin just took the same core technologies and made some a little better and yeah. some a little cheaper. And in that way, it, dominated the whole Importantly, I think they improved their app. Because yeah. their app, I, 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 I was on Garmin for a long time. always had going for it was a great app. Yeah. And now the Garmin app is caught up and yeah. passed them. Yeah. But I, I think also like the social side was always because you needed people to be on the same devices anymore. Yeah. So when the running clubs, like your base device used to be the 4Runner 625, uh -huh. then it was the 4Runner 635, yeah, and then yeah. it was 4Runner 645. Yeah. And now like now you join the running club, like everybody yeah. has a the, the base freaking yeah, running yeah, yeah. Garmin and that's yeah, what yeah. you get and then you have all your friends there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Fitbit always had the great experience and you could have like challenges against your friends and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. and then Apple released the Apple Watch yes. and all of the affluent yeah, yeah, yeah. fitness focused like casual fitness 
users all moved to the Apple Watch yes. and then Fitbit just was like left floundering. floundering yeah. And that's yeah, why I yeah. think like Google snapped him up now to buy yes. up all that sort of brand uh, Yes, I mean, brand Fitbit still equity. makes great product, but you can see where it shows its age. The weird thing is it looks fantastic, but actually the tech is still the same basic tech they've yeah. had since the beginning. Although their heart rate monitor has improved a little bit. Yeah, but I mean they've had also like the, 10 plus years to improve yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the first beat module is, is very good. What, what lets me down with Fitbit is the apps available in there. Oh, the yeah. App ecosystem are dreadful. Yeah, yeah. And Carmen got much better range of apps. Okay, but we're off topic. Yeah. Moving on. Cool. Gavin, uh, talking about the home. Oh, yes. Everyone needs a printer, man. <laughs> Everybody man. needs a printer. So our tech treasure for this week is printers. Yeah. Larger printers. I believe that your printer should be wireless. I, I remember <laughs> with the internet and then with the cloud, people constantly forecasting how we'd stop printing stuff. You know, now we have the internet, we can all just read these emails and we Dude, don't have to print things out. We don't have to I just went through school applications yeah. for 2021. <laughs> it's amazing how much stuff we still print, man. Jeez. And the one school only takes hard copy. Jeez, yeah, you've got to so know. You've got to know. Print everything. How many different ways can they smell your certified. surname wrong? So yeah. I found the HP DeskJet. 2630, so 2630, three in one multifunction Wi Fi inkjet printer. We can get into a debate about inkjet versus yep, um, laser. laser, but I don't care right now. Mm. 650 Rand on Take Lot right now. Usual price is 700 Rand, so 50 Rand discount for I don't know for how long. Sorry, how much is that? 650 Rand. Yeah, but now this is obviously one of those printers where when it comes time to replace the ink, you're going to throw the whole printer away and buy another one. No, you just buy the ink. No, you don't because the ink, you know the ink's going to cost 1200 Yes, okay. yes, it, it so, is. That, that's the problem okay. with printers. Yeah, yeah. So people moan about the price of the ink, but what you have to understand is, is no, you're not actually paying for the ink. There's a huge amount of technology that goes into the print head. Yeah. That's the thing that contains all the ink. There's yeah. actually huge amounts of other technology in there. Microcircuits, a lot of chips that control the flow of the ink, the shape and size of the dots that are spraying out, yeah. which is where all the technology is. The, the whirring gears and things inside the printer is all like mechanical stuff. Yeah. The intelligence is not in the body and of the those, printer. Those, the intelligence is in those the Those microelectronics mm. also get compromised with the heat exposure yeah. that the, the, it's part of the printing process. Yeah. You need to heat up the ink so that it can do a certain thing. And that's why it's you can people refill them, but they yeah. do get buggered up. Yeah, okay. they do get buggered up over time. Um, so, 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 I mean, the, the printing shell you're paying for is neither here nor there. But you I believe that the printing shell should connect to the internet wirelessly yeah, obviously, so you obviously. can print from anywhere so this can especially you can from your phone it's great to print you from connect your phone, man. wi-fi and it's just it's magic it's magic and, and the best thing is no cables around the house so now all your devices can print to the thing because you don't have to run cables to them yeah exactly <coughs> um, your one gavin so i do believe in wireless printing especially because it brings the phone into the mix and the phone is of yeah. course where all the photos are so um I'm a big fan of the refillable ink tanks. Now, these printers do cost a bit more, but uh, the economy is actually spectacular. You usually get a set of ink bottles with the printer, uh, four colors usually, some are much more. Uh, you get like six or eight colors, but really you want to get your base four colors. You take these bottles, you squirt all the ink out the bottles into the ink tanks inside the printer. And this is by far the cheapest way to service the printer. The buying the ink in bottles is extremely cheap and they have a, a print head that doesn't wear out so all you're doing is replacing the ink each time not the whole print head like you would on Lindsay's printer so um both canon and epson make great refillable ink tank printers in fact everyone makes refillable ink tank printers my best experiences have been with canon and epson i'm looking at the canon pixma g1411 
ink tank printer. Pixma normally is synonymous with good photo printing. So the Canon Pixma G1411 is 2,000 Rand on Take A Lot, and that's with refillable ink tanks. Uh, that obviously comes with a set of ink. Um, probably slightly better uh, would be the Epson Eco Tank ITS L3050. Um, this is a Wi-Fi printer. It's 2,800 Rand, also with refillable ink tanks. Um, and I think, I, how am I going to say this? The Epson printing technology, I just believe, is superior. Both of these are going to produce very reasonable photo results. The Epson slightly better, I would say, than the Canon. And um, it costs a little bit more. Both these printers are... No, they're not. Only the Epson is a three-in-one. The Canon is a printer only. It's a lot smaller footprint, so it fits better into your house. Um, that's about it from me. Cool. Um, Gavin, at the moment I am testing the Lenovo Legion Y740 gaming laptop. It's mm. my first taste of Intel, um, NVIDIA's ray tracing technology, mm. so RTX, RTX. Uh, graphics. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's going well. Found out there's a lot of legacy games <laughs> that are getting updated with RTX, so that's going to be pretty fun. Uh, my iPad mini, using it as my primary computer, that's going great. That yeah. video will be live. Uh, next week. Oh, Lindsay's and loving his <laughs> iPad mini. I mean, it's amazing. This, this iPad mini, he has shrunk his entire workstation down to something like a paper, about as big as a paperback novel yeah. and about a third as thin as a paperback novel. If you add the keyboard, he's basically, his entire workstation is the size of a paperback novel. Yeah. Basically, and which it's is quite amazing. powerful. It's quite powerful. Yeah. I can and connect the screen, it to a major I have display. to concede, is beautiful. And I can connect it to a bigger display, which is important. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, all that is, and more, there's a Mustang Mach-E story <laughs> up right okay. now. I put, oh, I, put I see. It up I didn't yesterday. know you'd actually on covered that it. ThatOpinionGuy.co.za. I'm that opinion guy on YouTube. Sharpshooters on social media, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. Gavin, what's happening in your side? Uh, our next edition of the magazine coming out shortly. It has our techno quiz in, which I've told you about once before, where you can actually win a Google Home Hub. That's the top-end uh, personal smart home speaker assistant thing for your home. Um, you can win that by if you take our, our techno quiz, which is in the, the issue that's coming out. But there's another story in there about a guy who basically built six rocket engines into a device that he straps onto his arms and he can fly like Iron Man. It produces okay, over yeah. a thousand horsepower. Over a thousand horsepower worth of jet engines spraying out of your hands. You that don't want to like rub your eye safe. or something while you're flying. It's just like a recipe for disaster. But it's amazing what he's achieved and how he's evolved these engines over time. It uses more petrol than a Bugatti Veyron, apparently, <laughs> to fly around. Cool, but that's <laughs> us for the week. That's it. Over and out. Bye.